Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number... 77. I am one of your hosts, Josh. Uh, sitting to my right is uh, Scream Queen herself, Maddie. Hello. Uh, just below me is the, the doctor of everything else, Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And to my right below me is the <laughs> doctor of filmonomics, Greg, the movie guy. What did Patrick and I just do to you? I just said blow me twice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's gonna be a good What's podcast. up, everybody? Uh, so we're skipping things because we're in the apocalypse and it doesn't fucking matter. So we usually do a a review of a, a trailer and some news. We're not doing it. So we're gonna go straight to what we've been watching. Um, I'm gonna pick on. What are we Maddie. going straight to, Josh? What we've been watching. What are we going straight to? What have been watching? What have we been watching? Watching, watching, watching. That is some absolute bullshit, but I'm not even mad about it. I'm gonna start. I was gonna pick on Maddie, but now you did that doo doo bullshit. So, Greg, Greg, you go first. Me go first. All right, that's fine. I'll I'll take the bus wheel. That's fine. So, obviously, we've been quarantined and isolated, and a lot of shit has been watched. Lots of TV shows I've just been cycling through, uh, Scrubs, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec. Just a, a couple of movies I actually watched last night with Emily, or yesterday we watched, was uh, Onward had dropped onto Disney+, Plus, and really, really awesome movie. Super glad we checked that out. I actually uh, came out of retirement and posted a review on Onward, so um, if you're looking for something entertaining, check that out. Uh, also watched a, a movie based on our tourney from the last couple episodes, which was The Loved Ones, and absolutely blown away. Like, why can't they make more horror movies like that? Because that was just fantastic all around. Really, that's been about it. Nothing nothing else too exciting or worth mentioning at this point. Cool. Patrick, you want to go? Yeah, I've watched a ton, but as we were talking about earlier, because we've watched so much stuff, it's all kind of a blur everything's getting mushed together. But the ones that kind of stood out for me for no particular reason, um, I finally caught up on Walking Dead for this season. I've let it slide because last season was not great, but this season really picked up. I don't know if it's because of the new showrunner uh, getting into their stride or, or what, but it really kind of picked up. They introduced a brand new character as of the last episode from the comic books It'll be interesting to see what they do with that character. So caught up with that. Rachel and I have basically just been digging through our DVD collection because, you know, being at home with your spouse, you kind of have to watch things together that you both like. So I can't dive in and watch all the horror that I want. Uh, She is a horror fan, but it's, you know, 24-7 is not a good thing for her. And then I also noticed that now that I have more time, I sit on my stationary bike a lot. Uh, for exercise. So I watch TV during that time. I just flip on Hulu, go through my normal shows I normally watch, but I'm also catching up on South Park. They're like on season (laughs) 25 now, some number like that, but I think I only watched up to season 10. So I've got a lot of South Park to watch while I'm working out. South Park. South Park. (laughs) Uh, So that's my, what you've been watching. Cool. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie go. (laughs) Well, like everybody else, I've been watching Tiger King. I think it's fantastic. I've stopped telling people I lived in Oklahoma, though. So other than that, I've uh, we kind of started The Mandalorian, I know, really late. But then we got sidetracked by Tiger King, so now we've got to start back on Mandalorian. Don't judge me, Craig. I love trash. Too um, late. <laughs> and then I actually... We, we know that by today's feature. I know. I actually also watched the new Pet Cemetery movie. Oh, what'd you think of that? I wasn't impressed. I really no. liked the original. Like, it's probably one of my favorites. And this was they just changed. Kind of... They changed way too much. Yeah, for it to matter. It, like so. that almost didn't bother me as much as the fact that like it was just a boring movie. 
I guess. Like, to me, it just, like, never really kicked off and went anywhere. It just kind of had just a boring pace. I did think everybody's, you know, acting was really good, but, I don't know, the whole thing was flat. wasn't impressed. Yeah. Wasn't I never thought you good. could really ruin a Stephen King bad ending by making the ending even worse. But yeah. that accomplished that. Yeah. No, I... Zero out of ten would not recommend watching this. <laughs> yeah, not my thing. Cool. Uh, well, I never finished American Horror Story 1984, so I started that over, and I've been working through that. I don't hate that as much as everybody else hated it. I really don't. I'm having a good time. I'm appreciating the, the, the campy nature of it. So it's not the worst American Horror Story I've seen. I'm not the best one, but it's not... I don't think it's complete garbage. So I, I started that. Like Maddie, I've been watching the Tiger King. I'm enjoy. I enjoyed the shit out of the Tiger King. I, I we binge watched it. We finished it real quick. I think we watched it in two days. It was really tough to to shut it off. Um, it's just really interesting. So and if you're looking for characters, that's full of some characters. So uh, yeah, we, we finished were- that. Uh, we were saying, someone on Facebook was saying, like, I hope this is all cleared up by Halloween. And I was like, well, if it's not, everyone's either going to be a fucking tiger or no exotic. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, or they're going to be Carol Baskin. They're dropping a new episode of Tiger King on Netflix. So there's going to be another episode dropped sometime here soon of that. And really weird that Patrick brought up South Park because my wife and I started, Elizabeth and I started a puzzle. We started doing puzzles. Because uh, that's just where passing time. And so I realized that I had only made it through season two of South Park. And I'm Whoa. not quite sure she even made it that far. So we restarted South Park over from the very beginning. Wow. And we started working our way through that. Uh, Mason really enjoys South Park. Um, awesome. <laughs> I know. It's really inappropriate for him to be watching that. but I, We were all watching so. that when we were his age. So Yeah. My I daughter was like, three and we were watching it and then we decided not to watch it around her once she started quoting lines from the show then we knew it was time to stop yeah he started doing that so <laughs> yeah but it's nothing worse than he's already heard so we don't right but yeah that's that's pretty much i mean the highlights of what i've been trying to get through the last week or so so cool cool this format is all off, so I'm trying to figure out where we're like, try to navigate where we're going next. So, hey Josh, I believe... can I help you really quick? Sure. <laughs> that was what we've been watching. What we've been watching, 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 watching. Yeah, there's going to be continue. some. Once we go back to doing this not over the phone, there's going to be some fights. Um, yeah. <laughs> battle royals. Um, I think we go into uh, our topic from there. It's been a while since we've done this, so I'm trying to remember. But our, our topic, I think, got titled... Uh, movie Swap. Movie, movie swap. swap, yeah. So um, <laughs> That's the PC name of it. Yeah, that's what we decided to uh, um, call it. Um, so did something different this week. Decided to do this thing where each of us kind of picked a movie for each other. I just realized also how much I talk with my hands. Do you see that? It's weird. Try to put my hands down. So basically, the only rule was you had to pick something that you didn't think the other person would watch on their own. And then we just asked you to say why you chose that movie for that person. So I think Maddie and Greg were paired up, and then I paired up with Patrick. So Maddie, why don't you start and just kind of say what movie you picked for Greg and why you chose it, and then Greg give us your review of that movie and then we'll switch. So um, I originally picked Baskin for Greg and then I came across the movie uh, Lava Lantula and I wanted to watch it, but I wanted a <laughs> guinea pig because I was like, I don't want to jive head first into this garbage myself. So I was like, oh, we're already doing this. Greg, have you watched Baskin yet? And he had not, so... I picked Lava Lantula. So, Craig, what does she think of this? You know, I, I want to say that I wanted to be more upset at you for picking this, <laughs> but it was entertaining. I would definitely give it a, I would say give it a one watch. It's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but it's stupid fun. The, the CG in it is god awful. The, the premise is, 
even worse. But it there there are those movies. Oh, sorry, I was going to be uh, Josh here for a second. There are those movies that really just need to be so stupid fun that it just takes over everything. I don't know. It's it was a it was an entertaining watch. You know, don't go anything with the bar held too high or anything like that. It had a I'm pretty, not upset that I watched. It had a very um, interesting cast. That, like you had people in it that like yeah, were was a, names. Uh, like Steve Gutenberg was in it. He was the lead. Uh, which that one kind of threw me, and there was a couple other names, and I'm trying to um, think of them off the top of my Ian head. Ian Ziering's in it. Uh, Lee Wanell mm-hmm. was in it. Yeah, yeah. Lee Wanell was oh, uh, in it. Freaking, it. I can't think of the uh, Michael Winslow was in it. The guy from uh, Police uh, Police Academy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why yeah. didn't they just have a Police Academy uh, reunion then? If Gutenberg was in it, and and he was. And- I don't know. <laughs> I actually but, ended uh, up watching this last night as well. Oh good. Um, yeah, and you're right. It's. It's fucking stupid, but it is a good time. It's worth it's angry. worth a good couple laughs. And yeah. Where did you watch that? Uh, Tubi TV. Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's on Voodoo. Or Voodoo. I'm sorry, it was Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah, it's on like all of the like bad <laughs> where the movies go to die sites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not upset for having watched it. I mean, given my my fear of spiders, it was it was more fun than it was fearful. So. Yeah. Lava spiders, fire, lava <laughs> breathing spiders. Right, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's bad, and they don't even like explain like where these things are coming from. They're just kind of like, hey, here they are, and we're all just right? to be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, this this is this is a thing. Okay, we're yeah, good. This, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Greg, what movie did you pick for Maddie? So I, uh, I want to, I want to preface that it was me who started the the whole guinea pig test trial thing, it was. <laughs> and I, I wanted uh, Maddie to watch the movie Velocipaster because of the exact same reasons. It, it was one that I wanted to watch, and it seemed like a good movie to recommend. So Maddie, should I be watching this? Uh, oh, Greg, this was trash. It was like <laughs> it, <laughs> it kind of like was in this weird universe between like it was horrible but it was brilliant it was just like it was so bad but it was kind of funny like I actually watched it long distance with my best friend and we both would text each other like what the fuck are we watching like um, <laughs> like the most memorable scene like right off the right from the beginning is there's a car explosion but apparently they couldn't finance that so like it would just like have a shot over where the car was and like a title came across the screen that said VFX car on fire. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then oh. the, like there were scenes where the, like the guy was half transformed into the dinosaur and he legit just had like the dino gloves on. Like they weren't even like fitted onto anything. They just had gloves on. And like <laughs> the whole, if you watch the trailer, like, you can see the full dinosaur costume, and it's bad. I think they made it out of duct tape, and there's, like, the big fight scene at the end. Like, the dinosaur jaw is just kind of like this, and you can see where it's, like, coming apart, like, in the hinges. So it's either, like, it kind of almost had an orgasmo feel to it, where it's just, the acting's not great, but nothing much. I would watch it. I would watch it like I did, very drunk, and, um... Or, you know, hi, whatever you want to do. Uh, right. I, I would watch it just, but God, you can't take it seriously. And it almost like, it, it towed a line. I don't know what line it was towing, but it was, it was towing it. It was pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> okay, so that being said, because you said you watched La Valanchula, correct? Yeah. So between the two, which one would you prefer over the other? Like, I never want to call La Valanchula a good movie, but when you watch it up against Velocipaster, it really is. Like, just the... I know this sounds bad, but, like, the production value was, like, higher. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. No, Velocipaster literally looked like it was filmed, like, in someone's backyard by some idiot on an iPhone. Like, there was no production value in it whatsoever they spent like i think all of their money there's one scene where someone like explodes and it's the most like pixelated powerpoint cgi thing that you could ever (laughs) i would watch it but like it's a thing it's a thing that happened and it's rough (laughs) 
I'm going to apologize right now because it, I felt like it would have been better. <laughs> you know what? It was fun. I had a lot of fun watching it, but I also was like, what? yeah, I don't know. Like there was a pimp in there named Frankie Mermaid because he's swimming in bitches and like it's just <laughs> It's just the worst thing. I don't know. I would watch it. I actually suggest everybody watch it, but, like, I want you to go into this knowing it's not a good movie. (laughs) All right. Patrick and I, I believe, are, like, a little nicer to each other. Um, Kind of. Patrick, you want to go first and just say what movie you chose for me? Right. Yeah. You know, I I looked at this when we were first – uh, thinking about doing this as an opportunity to really troll each other. But then I kind of pulled back on it a little bit. And I actually picked one that I thought Josh might get a kick out of. Whether you did or not, that we'll soon find out. But I picked Anna and the Apocalypse. And it's basically a uh, zombie musical. And Josh, I know you like musicals. So that's yep. one of the reasons I kind of chose this. And I know you like zombies. So whether or not it fulfilled every fantasy you've ever had or not, let's find out. I mean, Enemy Apocalypse was a fucking hit for me. It's like Shaun of the Dead or like Zombieland if you threw in High School Musical with it. Um, There will be like (laughs) shit going on and they will just stop and do like a song and dance number. And once that's over, they'll just go back to doing what they were doing. Um, so it's just like they're like having an argument or they're fighting a zombie and they'll just stop and like sing in the middle of it. And it's super fucking fun. It, it, and the thing is like it's gory. There's a ton of gore in it. But again, it's, it's uh, all the characters are really fun and uh, it's a real easy watch. So I had a really good time with and in the apocalypse and i'm glad because i felt like i had put this in my queue for a while and i just never like pulled the trigger on it so i'm glad i found a reason to watch it and i would highly recommend it to people that are willing to watch a zombie movie that's just a good time but again or if you don't mind people just breaking out into song and dance randomly and then going back to their daily life because that's what a lot of it was it was a good pick it was a really good pick. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So, And this was kind of an experiment. It's funny that, that Patrick brings up the troll thing because it was like I, I, I threw this out there just to see how cruel we could kind of be to each other and just to see where <laughs> it would go. And so far, I feel like it was 50-50. Like, Maddie and Greg bit real hard. They are like, I'm going to be an asshole and just make you watch this movie. <laughs> Um, no, and that, but, that was not the that was not the intent of it. Like literally, I wanted to see what she thought of it. You know, I, I would have been happy to watch *The Lost Pastor*, but here I've got an opportunity to let somebody else watch it and tell me how bad it is. I knew right. it was going to be bad. <laughs> I was going to say though, like I kind of struggled with this because like I was scrolling through stuff and I saw *Cannibal Holocaust* and I was like, "Huh, wonder if Greg's oh. seen that." But then I was like, "No, I won't be a jerk." <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. It was it was just like I was curious to see. Uh, and the other thing was too was like that the whole idea was to watch something that you would not pick yourself to watch. So yeah, but Anna and the Apocalypse was a good pick. I had a good time. It was. I fun. think we should use that as a as a Christmas episode and review it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would definitely be down with that. It's a good yeah. pick. So yeah, I in turn picked a movie called Green Inferno for Patrick and I wasn't sure how familiar with Eli Roth Patrick was beyond like like people know Cabin Fever and they know the Hostel movies but like how deep cut do you get with Eli Roth mm-hmm. um, and he fell off the scene a little bit for me with like he made a movie called Clown I don't know if Patrick ever saw I really uh, like Clown. I love Clown. Yeah. That was a great okay. movie. And then he made Knock Knock, which wasn't his best work ever. But I felt like Green Inferno was like his kind of kick back into what he does. So I chose Green Inferno for, for that reason. And didn't you also choose an Eli Roth movie for me one time? Uh, something about a tidal wave or 
Something. Yeah, we review, we reviewed it. It oh, was okay. um, I just looked it up too. I don't remember what it was called. But he did not direct that movie. He was a producer. Oh, on he that was movie. a producer for that one. <clears throat> yeah, he did not write and direct that film. So. Okay, so this was a, a Blumhouse movie and uh, directed, written and directed by Eli Roth. And basically, what the story was was a group of college students head to the jungles to do a protest. They tie themselves to trees to keep the uh, big companies from cutting down the trees and, and killing off the natives. And while they're there, they themselves get captured by the natives only to find out that they're cannibals and basically going to use them for food. So the premise is not necessarily incredibly original and the writing is not so great, but I still had a good time with this movie. It still held my attention until the end. I, I wasn't thrilled with the ending, though. And this movie's old enough that I can kind of spoil it. Right. But she is essentially the only, the, the lead character is essentially the only survivor. And when she gets back to the States, she tells a completely different story of what happened down there so that the government will go in and stop all the stuff that is happening to these tribes there instead of having this, I want to go back and make sure these tribes are, are, are wiped out because they are cannibals and do terrible things to people. So it was kind of an odd ending for me. And there was a little tag at the end as well, which didn't quite fit in. It, they were trying to set up for a sequel, possibly. And that just didn't quite work in. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. And I would probably suggest it to someone to, to see. And I don't know, was it a remake of a of an, another movie? A, a Cannibal Holocaust. It's not yes. a remake of Cannibal It's not a remake of Cannibal Holocaust. No, there was another one called The Green Inferno, which had a very similar storyline to it. It wasn't that a, is- sorry, it wasn't a remake of Cannibal Holocaust, but he was saying it was a tribute to Cannibal It was, Holocaust. because one of the things he did before they filmed that movie was he, the tribe that lives in that area... He took a TV there and he showed them Cannibal Holocaust and explained to them this is what he wants to make. And that's how he got permission to film in that area because they were very skeptical Mm. of him coming in there with film crews and doing that there. But, yeah, he showed them Cannibal Holocaust and told them that that's what he wanted to do. So Okay, uh, okay. He showed the tribe Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah, I'm sure they were like fucking white people. Christ Almighty! So, yeah, but yeah, that's that's pretty much movie swap, I guess. I I mean, I totally suggest that we do this again. Um, we just yeah. which who does it? So, I mean, we could do it two more times, and everybody is picked for the other person, basically. Right? Yeah. yeah I everybody cool with maybe trying that again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, this is fun. Uh, Maddie's got a thing we've again never tried. It's new. It's the new cast. Welcome to the new cast. Um, so I'm going to let Maddie kind of explain to everybody what we're doing. Cause I, I honestly have no fucking idea. I got <laughs> zero clue. So basically the background on this is we, um, were kind of talking about when we were going into March madness, if we wanted to do movies from the 2010s or if we wanted to do like horror movie villains, <laughs> and we decided obviously to go through with the 2010s, but I still think like heading up some villains would be really fun. So I went through and found, I think, 160 horror movie villains. And they're all, I typed their names up. They're all on little slips of paper and a little box here. I thought it would be kind of fun if everybody, if we picked two names and everybody kind of got a chance really quick to, like, kind of argue who's the better villain, you think. And it could either be because you think one would kick the other one's ass or just you think they're a better on-screen character. So that's, I think, what we're going to do today. So everybody can get 60 seconds. I'm going to pick two out of here without looking, and we can compare them. Um, does anyone want to go first? What happens if we haven't seen the movie with that character? Well, then you have plenty of time now to watch the movie with that character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you can just, uh, just I mean, there's not, we, we did this in, with our 2010s where we... There were plenty that um, none of us had seen. You just argue for the one you've seen, which is totally fine. Uh, I'm going to randomly pick... Uh, who do we got? We have John Kramer from Saw, and we have... And Norman Bates from Psycho. 
That's a that's a tough so, yeah. one. John Can Kramer versus Norman Bates. Um, I'm gonna randomly pick uh, Patrick. You have 60 seconds. Who is your pick? Who is my pick? I have limited knowledge of John Kramer as I've only seen the first Saw movie. That I know his motives for what he did. I know what he attempted to do with it. His uh, very creative ways of dealing with people. Norman Bates basically reacted to people when they came to the place. There was never anything premeditated. Whereas John Kramer... Everything he did was premeditated. It was, it was extremely well thought out, well planned. So if I were to base the two against each other and pick a better villain, I would probably say John Kramer because of that, the vindictiveness behind what he was doing. It was in his nature. Norman Bates was just crazy and yeah. did things because he was crazy. John Kramer thought it out. He was malicious he was much more creative. To me, he's a much better villain in this setup. Awesome. Uh, great. All right. Give me a high sign when you hit 30 seconds. Okay. Or just flash the phone, doesn't matter, just so I know when 30 seconds happens. <clears throat> Bion? Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I'll tell you who the better, the better villain is here, and it's John Kramer. And, yes, I agree with you, Patrick, but I'm going to tell you a little bit more why. Uh, Norman Bates is the ultimate mama's boy, which absolutely means he has no control over what he is doing. It's based on what his mother is telling him to do in his head. He's got mental issues. He's crazy. Totally get that. Totally understandable. But it's not anything like like what John Kramer does. You know, uh, John Kramer goes out and he seeks out these people because they've done wrong within their lives. And not only is he, he capturing these people, he is like legitimately putting them inside his own twisted mind puzzle to try and get them to understand that they fucked up in their own lives. Who does that? That is just insanity. But that's what makes him the better villain because not only is he doing that for one movie, he's doing that for a whole franchise of movies. Norman Bates was only, excuse me, Norman Bates only did this for one movie. And to me, that just, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he he went and stabbed people in the showers and threw people downstairs and acted like his mother, which is just fucking psycho weird. Hey, that works. It's the movie. John Kramer is conscious of what he's doing, and I think that makes him the most terrifying villain of them all because he knows what he's doing. He thinks what he's doing is right, and he is continuing to do these regardless of whether he's incarcerated or found or even dead. So John Kramer is my pick. All right. Only only one thing and there, I, Greg. There was a Psycho 2 with Norman Bates. There was a Psycho 3 as well, wasn't there? Oh, with was was it still with uh, Anthony Perkins? I think he made three of them, yeah. I, I could be wrong. Statement. But. <laughs> he did not have like eight or nine. <laughs> like, uh... But neither exactly. did John Kramer. Because John Kramer, spoiler alert, I, think, I don't think he went past mm-hmm. five. Yeah, he died in four or five. I can't remember. Five, yeah. But, but even still, he was able to do that beyond the grave. Yeah. Like he, he knew he was going to die, and he went on and continued on, which I think makes him a lot more terrifying. Hey, Josh went away. And Josh, you're absolutely right. There was a third one in 1986 with Anthony Perkins. Um, I still stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a one-trick pony. Yeah, it is. Josh. Yeah, I mean, everything I – I thought we were all getting our own, too, so I didn't know we were going to just do the two. Oh. Um, so my bad. So I don't really have anything new to, to really fight for or add. I mean, John Kramer is the more interesting, I guess, villain. Um, but he's like really across the movies, like his story changes and what he's going through in his life kind of changes. <clears throat> and his whole reasoning of, of doing everything to start out with was because of his diagnosis from the first one. Uh, was what kind of triggered him to like, for people that are not appreciating their life and the fact that they get to keep living and he's dying from this disease is the whole reason he kind of started what he did anyway. Um, Nothing to do with being, I think, crazy at all. Just it's a lesson through all these movies because he never killed anybody. Norman Bates straight killed people. John Kramer never killed anybody. In five Saw movies, he never murdered one person. But as far as like being the more well-written, interesting character, I would go with John Kramer as well. Could you make the argument that uh, 
Norman Bates never really killed anybody either because of the mindset he was in. No, because then you'd be like, you'd have to, I don't know, because like you've had people, like real life people who have had like multiple personalities. And I think, I mean, they're still held, they're still normally ruled as like not guilty by reason of mental defect, but they're still like, they attempt to hold them accountable. Like they're still punished for it. Does that make sense? Fair. So for my 60 seconds, I guess, um, I do think, obviously, I love the Saw franchise. I think John Kramer is the more interesting villain. He's the more well-written and complex villain. But I actually think Norman Bates is, like, the shittier person. If we're, like, if we're really gonna, like, look at it because, as you said, John Kramer killed people who he thought were doing something wrong. Norman Bates just killed people that came to his hotel, if you want to argue about it, like, John Kramer was kind of, like, a really terrible superhero. Like, he was punishing people (laughs) for, like, and some of the people he punished were doing, like, crappy things. Norman Bates just didn't really, like, he just killed whoever wandered across his hotel. He was kind of like a spider, where John Kramer was, you know, not a great person, but he, uh, he was punishing people who were doing bad things, so. Right. That's kind of where I sit at that. So that is our everybody's sixty second horror debate. So cool. That was fun. Nice. We can keep that going. If we're only going to do two per episode, I mean that could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take very long either. It's a nice <laughs> no. little segment. Yeah. Cool. All right. Behind the scenes, our last thing that we kind of are going to talk about is our feature. And again, I'm going to let Maddie take this over because we watched a film that Maddie's been not necessarily like pushing on us, but she talks about it on nearly every fucking (laughs) podcast. So it's tough to ignore. So I'm going to let Maddie take us into our feature. So I do just want to point out that this was Greg's pick. He did pick it. I do talk about it all the time. I watch this movie probably on average about once a week, sometimes more. I'm ashamed to admit. Not really. This is a great movie. Um, <laughs> but um, this is hands down one of my favorite movies of all time and definitely probably my up there on my top two for 2010. When I first watched this, I did not really like it very much. And a big thing is because most movies, when I watch them, I have an expectation that they're going to explain themselves at the end. And this movie's like, yeah no, I'll do what I want, and and how I want, and uh, that's it, but um, after I watched it the second time, and I couldn't really tell you why I watched it for the second time, except for, like, maybe, I I think I watched it because I thought I missed something, but then I rewatched it and was like, this is the perfect horror movie. Like, it doesn't present itself as anything but a horror movie, and as I said, that's what I want. (laughs) That's all I've kind of wanted for the last few years, is just a movie that's not a drama it's not a comedy it's not anything but just pure horror and i think this movie really kind of delivers that's why i talk about it every cast but also to be fair it is normally what i've been watching (laughs) (laughs) all right so with that uh patrick do you want to give deets on the void yes the void 2016 running about an hour 30 minutes now showing on shutter When police officer Carter discovers a blood-soaked man limping down a deserted road, he rushes him to a local hospital with a bare-bones night shift staff. As cloaked, cult-like figures surround the building, the patients and staff inside start to turn ravenously insane. Trying to protect the survivors, Carter leads them into the depths of the hospital where they discover a gateway to immense evil. IMDb rating 5.8. Metacritic score rating, 62. Rotten Tomato critic rating, 78%. With a Rotten Tomato audience score of 46%. And those are the deets. (laughs) Cool. Well, I feel like Maddie's kind of already explained why she kind of likes the movie. I do not need to talk about The Void anymore. I do it on every... We could actually just probably, like, Patrick, if you're bored, you could just take, like, a monologue of me talking about The Void and just, like, put it here. That'll, so, that'll get us through the next couple of casts as Maddie's talking of the void and Hellraiser. Uh, Greg and Patrick, was this a first time watch for you guys? You no, seen this actually, you I seen had it? seen it before as well, yes. Okay, well then, I have no one to pick on. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Greg, why don't you just kind of start? Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to go. Um, I remember watching it the first time. I don't remember much of the movie except for when it got to the end. It was just like, huh? Right. But getting, uh, getting a chance to go back and rewatch it, this is a lot better than I remember it being. Up until that huh moment, it's a solid horror film. And even after the transition, and when was it, when was this released? 16, uh, I think we said it was 2016. 2016, yeah. 2017, it has two different dates assigned to it. Either way, we can spoil it. Um, yes. Once they get into the, I'll call it the triangle room, even the transition, I felt like it made a lot more sense to me this time around than it did the last time. And I don't know if that's because I was expecting the weird moments to happen, but I felt like I understood the movie a lot better second time around, which really helped what this movie was. You know, there wasn't so much of a, a weird transition point. It really <clears throat> built on itself. And not only that, but getting to that point was, again, just a solid horror movie. Like, there is blood and gore, and there is, uh, I mean, there's tension built in it, too. And it's just, I, I remember, it, I don't remember it being as good as it was, but I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to revisit it because, yeah, this is a fantastic horror movie. Right. Patrick? There was a tagline associated with this movie, and the tagline was, there is hell, this is worse. I can't agree more with that statement. This movie was worse than hell for me. I can understand. Let me jump back. Greg, I agree with you. Watching it this time, I appreciated it more than the first time that I'd seen this movie. I kind of saw what they were trying to do with it. The Knowing that they crowdfunded a lot of the money for this movie, I thought the production oh, wow. value was really, really good. It's just that the story didn't grab me and I didn't care about any of the characters. And that's that's the basis for me really, really not liking this movie. I do understand, Maddie, why you do like it. To me, it was kind of a mix between The Thing and Hellraiser <coughs> thrown in there and some HP Lovecraft as well. And I know you dig all those elements, so I'm really understanding why you like this movie. It's just not something that I enjoy. For me personally, I can't say this is a horrible movie, don't watch it. I'm just saying this is a movie not for my taste. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, there are, to me even, as I said, I love this movie, there aren't really any likable characters. Like, there's no one I'm really rooting for. No, but I've mm-hmm. also kind of noticed that in a lot of horror movies I like. I just, I don't, it's not necessary <laughs> for me to care about the people. No, and especially you stated that before on this show that you don't necessarily have to have an emotional connection with that character in order to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's something that I like in my movie, yeah. to be able to connect to someone in that in in that situation. And see, I'm kind of the same way where I look for that person to root for. But again, I didn't feel that in this at all. But I think what captured me was I was rooting for the story. Mm-hmm. And that was what carried me towards the end. You know, I, I knew basically everybody was going to die in this just because Maddie likes it. And that's usually what happens in the movies she likes. But <laughs> it was it was that story aspect of how was this going to unfold? Where was the story going to go? What was going to come out of, of the young pregnant girl? What was going to happen at that point? And everything just, I felt like it fell really into place for me story-wise. Patrick, yeah, did you like I mean, this? Thought, Sorry. Ahead, no, I would say, Patrick, did you like this movie any better the second time you saw it or did you still kind yeah, of no I had a, I had a much better appreciation for it the second time through it was it's really interesting because Greg you pointed out you were kind of waiting for that turn that you remembered from the first time and mm-hmm. it wasn't quite there that moment where we went oh no this is just weird and fucked up right and it wasn't there this time when I was watching it and I was expecting that so you know the, the fact that you and I shared that there there must have been something there that soothed it the second time we watched it but yeah i had a better appreciation this time around okay yeah the first time i watched this movie was late at night so i was tired which is not (laughs) the time to watch this movie because i'm gonna be real honest with you it's nightmare inducing and it really is if you watch this movie late enough at night there's some shit that lives in your head that you don't want hanging out there when you go to bed (laughs) Um, so I'm glad I watched this while I was awake and it was early enough and I enjoyed the hell out of it the second time around because I understood what was going on. I had that, those moments that first time where I'd wake up and there's something weird going on and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I get angry at it 
and then I'd fall back asleep because I was just done with it. Had a really good time the second time around, um, honestly. The one thing that I, I tried to ignore, but I can't ignore, is that HP Lovecraft tone to it. And the reason I tried to ignore it is because I don't know HP Lovecraft's stuff. I don't know anything from him, so like, uh, so I don't get it. But I'm like all the the monsters and stuff like that. That was all kind of like HP Lovecraft kind of stuff, right? Is that kind of what it was? That why people call it that? Yeah, his stuff is pretty bizarre. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it, really. Yeah, it's the it's kind of like the character creation and the the cult atmosphere is kind of like what he drew okay. from. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But uh, um, like I said, I and and there was two characters in the movie I thought were very redeemable, and that I did kind of like following along with them. And it was the the sheriff or the the cop at the beginning mm-hmm. and the the nurse. I thought those characters were very redeemable, and I enjoyed kind of following along with where they went in the movie. I didn't care about so much anybody else, but I did get a lot of background on everybody else. Right. I wanted to see more. You talked about the the cop and his wife. I wanted to see more about their story. Yeah. I mean, I think they talk about it. You get, you get the gist of it and what happened with them and why they're not together Mm -hmm. anymore. So you get like an idea of the, the trauma they've gone through, but that's the most of any characters. I really feel you get any background on at all. Mm -hmm. Otherwise uh, towards the end, you get the background on the pregnant girl and why she's there or what she's doing there. But other than that, you don't really, they don't really give you anything. And that's fine. But yeah, uh, I, I, had a, I had a pretty good time. I don't think the movie's rewatchable. Like, I, I don't think it's rewatchable for me. I don't think it's a movie that I can, I'd go back and be like, I'm going to watch The Void again. Because I feel like it's just a little too weird for me to want to dive back into. But I, again, I'm glad I watched it the second time around. And, uh, and got a more understanding of, of what I missed the first time. And see, I would disagree with you, Josh, because I would almost watch this more like I would watch Last Ship. Like, it's not a, a once a week or a once a month type of thing, but maybe once a year if I kind of relived, went back to relive what the movie was. I feel like there's a lot of little things in there that you could go back and pick up on, which would only enhance the story. And that's why I would go back and rewatch it. And I'll probably end up going back and rewatching it every once in a while. Gotcha. Yeah. I would even say to someone who's seen it before and said that was just too weird for me, I would suggest them go back and rewatch it again. Because like I said, mm-hmm. I walked out of it with a different feeling altogether. Exactly, I, exactly. That's basically what I was going to say too. I mean, obviously don't go to my level and watch it all the time. But um, <laughs> I do think this is a movie you either need to go into with the expectation that you're not going to get an explanation or you need to watch it twice just so you can kind of get over that initial like what the hell and then Mm -hmm. kind of watch it again and be like oh okay and the makers of the movie purposefully did not want to give an explanation for the end when the couple's standing there in front of the the black pyramid yeah they said we we're not going to give an explanation we want the audience to make up their own their own decision on that and this is a movie i actually don't want a sequel for because like one of the yeah that was going to be my question was were they anticipating doing a sequel or what was their or did they, did they have any intentions on going forward at all? I didn't see anything. <clears throat> um, and as I said, I kind of hope they don't because I kind of like that. And besides, like, I this is coming from me. I think if they did a sequel, I think it would just be a little too goddamn weird. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be one of those where it'd be like it would go away from the original tone of what it was and it would turn into more like, action style horror where now they're just going through and killing these random weird creatures and trying to get to the top of the pyramid and that just that would completely ruin the entire thing so i i feel like where they left it off was intriguing enough to make you wonder what what was going on but nothing more just leave it at that yeah in a in a bloody disgusting interview with the directors they said that they don't plan on a sequel for it at all but it gave them a lot of new ideas for different types of movies sure well didn't I send like this a really weird trailer into the chat room, and then one of you guys said, "Oh, that's the makers of the void," and I was like, "I feel like I just trolled myself." <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it a horrible trailer? It was really. It was the one where we were talking about. It looked like the bad guy looked like fucking Ivan Ooze. 
Jews or some bullshit. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and I was just like, this is so weird. And then as I said, someone <clears> brought up there, like, uh, those are the guys who made the void. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> The other thing I really appreciated in this movie is uh, in the research that I did, there was hardly any CGI in this movie. Those were almost all practical effects all the way through. That's awesome. That's That's awesome. Yeah, the CGI came in like the clouds and at the very end. And that was pretty much it. That's awesome. I I love the look of practical effects. Like Monsters is why I love Silent Hill, even though it's kind of bad. But like the monsters totally make up for it and they're all practical effects. Cool. Uh, you guys want to rate? Yeah. Rate yeah. and review. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to write this down. I promise you I'll write it down this time. Uh, Fun factor. Somebody... <laughs> Gore score. Uh, overall rating. And would you Okay. And uh, would you so recommend it to a fear, friend? Are we, are we, you want to do fear factor this week? I think we should probably just stick with fear factor from here on out because I, or uh, fun factor, because I don't think anything scares us anymore. Okay. So yeah. we're gonna go with and fun if it does, factor, we'll then? note it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, fun fact there. Let's start with Maddie. You know, as much as I like this movie, I don't really think it's fun. It is very, it has a very dark tone. So I don't know. I think I would rate it like a four because as I said, this just isn't, it's a great movie, but it's not a fun movie. Okay. Greg? I, I feel like this should be rated more on the fear factor side just because of the tone that it is in. It's It's not fun in the least bit. Like there are some very, intense scenes that go on and i i think uh a five four i mean it, it's tough to call because like you said we're we're not really scared of much anymore yeah. so it's right. it's really difficult to rate it on a, a fun factor like i i didn't feel like it was fun like watching lava lanchel i'd probably give a high fun factor for just because it was so stupid where this is this is pretty dark and pretty intense so i'll sit on a five just because i'm not sure which side i want to tilt on cool patrick yeah like i said this just wasn't a movie for me uh so both fun and fear factor would have been pretty low probably about a four three or four yeah i i I agree with i didn't have really any fun watching this movie and not because like (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's, Greg, I agree with Greg as far as, like, this would be a higher score if we were going based off the fear factor. And if you're basing it off of, like, you know, somebody else's fear level, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to recommend this to somebody, do you think it scared the shit out of them? So, four or five, I think, is very fair when it comes to the the fun factor. So, score, score, Maddie. You know, I'll actually give it a six, which for me is pretty high. I don't know if it's gory as much as there's just some scenes in there that are bloody, but also kind of like my, probably my favorite scene in this movie is when they first kind of go down into like hell and there's that like creature thing, like slamming its head through that pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's kind of freaky. Like even for me, I was like, oh, okay. Like we're in for this. So like I'll give it a six. Uh, Greg, I I would sit on probably about a seven point five. I mean, there was a lot of blood in this between the creatures getting their heads blown off or parts blown off of them, and really, I think the thing that got me the most was watching them like use their tentacles to go through the eye sockets was pretty intense. So I'd say a seven five, maybe even an eight. Patrick, I'd rate it around a six or a seven. There was a lot of blood in this, but the most gore that we saw was actually when the creatures were getting blown up more than anything else a person set on fire people being shot i'd probably put it about a six or a seven yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with with greg and go like seven five or so um that's just like based off that like their depiction of hell i thought was really gory where they Mm kind of shine some light in there and you got to see all the creature effects in there just all the creatures that came out of the dark i said i thought they left a ton of blood on the screen for me so I think 7.5 in that area is pretty fair. So uh, what about overall? 10, Maddie? Yeah, I was going to say, do you need to ask? A 10. And yes, I stream this at everyone. I'm like watching. What's the movie you recommend? The Void. Like, hello. <laughs> Greg. Overall. Um, I would I would give it a 7. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go back and rewatch this just because about how often Maddie talks about it. And I feel like there was more to it, which is why I wanted us to give a, a good solid review on it. And I'm, I'm really glad we did. As far as recommending, I would definitely recommend it, but I would recommend it twice. Only for the fact that you go through it once, you're going to get that what the fuck factor. 
And then you're going to go through it again. You'd be like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on. So, you know, all around, it's a solid horror movie. So I think a seven is a solid score. Cool. Patrick? I would give this a five just to be right in the middle. However, I think it was a better movie than await further instructions. So I have to give this a six. Cool. If you would have asked me last week to rate this movie, I would have given it like a three or a four. But uh, upon rewatching, I think uh, I think a seven is very fair to give to give that movie a lot. It's a lot better than the first time around, and I'm glad we went back in there, kind of upon Maddie's like request, but not really, and uh, and gave it a, another shot. So seven, I think, is is fair, and I would definitely tell people to give it a shot and stay with it because it doesn't really come at you out of the gate. Um, the pacing or whatever um and like greg said i would definitely tell people watch it a second time because there is stuff that you'll miss that first time around so speaking of that there were a lot of things in the background that i didn't notice the first time that i noticed the second time around because they would focus in on a character and you would see something in the background that was happening and and i didn't notice that the first time i picked up a lot more of that this time around as well what do you guys think of movies like overall that you have to watch multiple times like as I said, obviously I really like this movie, but like my big thing is like I feel like that kind of scares some people away because there's a ton of people who will watch a movie once and be like, I didn't like it, I'm not watching it again, and they could be missing something. So I I feel like I can I can vouch for this one very well because this happens to me quite a bit, and I'll actually reference back to Revenge, where a lot of it is the mood that you're in when you're watching it. If you're not in a good mood and you're trying to force through a movie you need to go back and watch it again, especially if other people are raving about it because there's obviously something good that you missed. And if you're putting yourself into a mood where you just not, you're not feeling the movie, you're, you're going to have a very skewed version or a very skewed view of it. And I, I think that's uh, what happened here with the void was I, I don't remember the mood I was in. Um, I'm pretty sure we watched it for our 31 days of October or excuse me, 31 days of horror challenge. So I was in the mood to watch it, but maybe the end was so just like, skewed from the original story that it was just it didn't sit well with me and that's why I wanted to give it another shot and I feel like if you're if you're in that mood and you're you're really really giving it a shot it shouldn't take uh, multiple viewings but you know definitely give it an opportunity yeah cool plugs other than other than shop local plugs no, I was gonna say, and... yeah that was mine shop local <laughs> yeah go out and shop local and don't get stay insane. at home, for God's yeah, stay sake. Home. Stay at home. Don't listen to our asshat governor uh, if you happen to live in Nebraska. If you can, stay at home. Flatten yeah. that curve. I know I'm repeating a bunch of stuff, but Jesus Christ, do it. Yeah, nothing's that important. I'm sorry. Your birthday party, your barbecue, whatever is not. You can tell your kid you can't go outside, but like it's going to be really hard to be like, I'm sorry, someone coughed on grandma and now she's dead. You know, I'm right. I'm in the middle of rescheduling a wedding right now. And I got to tell you, no wedding is as important as keeping the loved ones around you alive. Yep. Right. The blood orgy can wait. Yeah. Right. Cool. So <laughs> I know it's a... Uh... Go ahead, Patrick. So if you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, help us out. Head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you are listening to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. You can also find us on all these social medias. Just make sure you look for Midnight Frightcast. And also, don't forget to check out our movies at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Cool. So I know it's uh, tough to stay at home, but you got the Midnight Frightcast. So from myself and Maddie and Gregory and Patrick, I will see you next time. Bye, all. Bye, everybody. Later, skaters. Later, skaters.